Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we have Ryan Timmerman of the Muscatine Journal. And I have to admit, he's covering an area that we're, we don't do the, uh, as good a job of covering. We, we get some coverage there, but uh, uh, we don't really have a, a, a great resource for information in, in this particular area. And you have several teams, and uh, he's going to fill us in a little bit on that, and uh, our, our listeners will really appreciate it. Welcome to the program, Ryan. So you're at the Muscatine Journal, and uh, give me a list of the teams that you cover regularly. Um, it is Columbus, Durant, uh, Louisa Muscatine, Muscatine, Wapolo, West Liberty, and Wilton. Yeah, and, and those are, are, are uh, we, we, we do have a, a, a lot of listeners in Columbus Junction and in Wapolo, and, uh, but uh, I'm a little interested in, in, in these teams. Why don't you just go over them one at a time, and, and uh, well, let's start with Columbus. Uh, um I, I saw they got a, a few po- uh, a few votes for the top ten this week. Yeah, um, I mean they're just they're kind of on their way up. Um, as are a few programs. Um, they're at Columbus. Uh, Cross country team's been really successful, but had a big win in uh, week one um, against another one of my area teams, Wise Muscatine, um, beat them fifty five fourteen. Uh, and didn't even have um, Cade Namagon, who rushed for uh, like eleven hundred yards last year. But um, have a few playmakers on offense, uh, third quarterback that's a senior, third-year starter. Um, and so a really experienced bunch, good defense, uh, a lot of speed. Um, and so they're, um, you know, having that kind of speed is really a boom for, for a lot of these small school, uh, small schools. So, um, so yeah, they're, um, they're really uh, kind of on their way up here. Well, uh, my sports reporter, Scotty Melvin, is uh, enamored with Caden Amagon. Uh, tell me a little bit yep. about this player and what he brings to the table. Um, just super athletic kid. Um, he um, has kind of uh, worked his way up kind of one step at a time. They've had other playmakers there. Um, you know, I know in the past, Will Schwab has been a successful running back. He graduated last year and um, – and Amagon has really kind of come into his own, uh, did, did a lot, um, during the track season. Like, I, th- I think he, he put in a lot of effort to work on speed and strength and stuff. And his dad at Columbus there, Raul Amagon kind of took over as their, he kind of took it upon himself to be their kind of strength and conditioning coach. And, uh, and that's been a huge, um, success for their off season program and stuff. A lot of kids dedicated. Um, themselves to off-season work and stuff, and and Caden just—I uh, mean, he's still still just a junior. So uh, I think um, you know, uh, I, I think he's going to get some some big-time college looks and uh, and really um, kind of take off here once he gets back on the field. He missed week one, and um, and, and I think he's really going to be in for despite missing this first week. I think he's going to have a better year than he did last year. Well, uh, we're seeing a little resurgence of uh, Columbus community school sports. Uh, you know, the baseball team, they didn't field a team, and this year they did. Combined with uh, Winfield Mount Union, they were able to com- uh, field a team. Uh, the the basketball team, I think, went from one win to five, you know, and that, that's definitely an improvement. Uh, but this Columbus football team, it seems to have the community all abuzz. Well, well, what did you see it in the community? I mean, why is there so much extra attention and support this year? Um, it just kind of, uh, you know, I think even just 
through everything that uh, has been happening, even in the world, the past couple of years. I think people kind of want to latch on to whatever they can, and that they want to feel a part of a group. Um, and uh, and that kind of that starts at the local level, and um, and so people look for stuff to to kind of unite themselves, and and that's certainly been the case at Columbus. Um, uh, you know, it's it's been a program that's been hugely successful in the past. Made a ton of playoff appearances in in the '90s, going back um, a couple undefeated seasons, and, and just um, so it's just kind of that uh, that resurgence that really um, has kind of sparked the sparked the community interest that um, that you know it's just it they they kind of want what they once had and uh, they kind of miss that that football success because the, a lot of these small uh, communities and even even big communities, they really pride themselves on their their school's football program, and um, and that has that kind of is a source of pride for for everybody involved. Well, uh, the, the the team's going on the road, and uh, the support's going to have to uh, uh, put some gas in the tank and head over to Highland. Uh, tell me, what do, what do, how do you preview this game? Well, uh, Highland uh, uh, played uh, East Buchanan the first week, and. Uh, you know, yep. uh, it's not much of a, it's a, it's a test, but I mean, you can't really write too much into losing a game against that team. Yep. Um, uh, I, yeah, I don't know how much you can put into any, uh, 54 or nothing loss, but, uh, uh, you know, they, uh, Highland made the playoffs last year. Um, uh, you know, like, like most teams, they lost some, some kids and stuff to graduation. So, uh, I, I kind of think, um, the jury's still out. Um, so uh, I, I think it'll be a good game. I mean, these, these teams finished uh, right. Um, you know, Columbus was in the playoff hunt until the last couple of weeks there in in district play, and and then Highland kind of snuck in. So um, so I, I think it'll. I think there's kind of um, maybe a little bit of bad blood from from years past, and, and uh, so I think it's going to be a really competitive game. Well, let's uh, move on to this Louisa Muscatine Wapolo matchup. Those are a couple teams in your area. Both teams uh, didn't fare so well in, in week one, but uh, had tough opponents. Uh, uh, I don't know much about this Louisa Muscatine team. Why don't you start there? Uh, yeah, they had kind of a, a tough break last year. Um, couldn't finish the season. Had a bunch of injuries and uh, and like I, I believe maybe a COVID scare or something. But uh, one of those deals, they they um, basically forfeited the last three weeks. I think. Um, just numbers down and everything. So um, they're back this year. Uh, I think they're going to be competitive in some games. They got uh, some really quality kids. Um, uh, Spencer Kessel, Kendall Poe have been um, uh, really successful wrestlers and bring that. Kessel had a really good track season. Um, uh, this uh, Jesse Rainier, um, junior quarterback, he had a nice game week one, despite the loss, had over 100 yards rushing, um, threw for 61 yards. Um, so, so there's, there's some, there's some good stuff going on at L&M. It just, the, the way last season ended, they kind of had to hit the reset button and, and they're relying on, um, a lot of, a lot of really young, inexperienced kids, a lot of sophomores on the varsity roster, things like that. Well, so they're they're kind of gonna try to turn um, some past failures into successes in the future. 
Well, I think uh, playing some of these younger players will bode uh, well in the years to come, and uh, yeah. we're happy that they that they feel as a team, and uh, uh, I, I think that they might be able to, to – uh, I, I was kind of uh, tempted to pick them. Uh, Nathan Piercy did of, of KMCD, but uh, Scotty Melvin says this Wapolo team, despite their, their opening uh, game loss, actually has some good players. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jake Gustafson – uh, had um, he had like twelve hundred yards uh, total offense, about six hundred rushing, six hundred receiving last year. So he's kind of a dual threat. They run, um, you know, they they run this kind of motion offense or whatever, where a lot of a lot of guys going through and, and uh, laterals and stuff like that. So uh, some misdirections and stuff. Um, they they have some players that they're making up for. Tade Parsons is now at uh, Upper Iowa. He was a, a three-year starting quarterback, um, so so that's always kind of a, a transition. They have Casey Short there now, uh, a senior, but um, they they were kind of held in check in week one. But I think uh, I think they might have a big big week two and, and some big big weeks here in the future. Well, you got a couple other te- uh, two or three other teams that you're following. Uh, uh, go ahead and tell me about those teams and their matchup systems. Um, so we have Durant. Uh, they had a really big win over uh, Sigourney Kyoto in uh, week one, 38-14. Um, Nolan DeLong, um, well, probably, you know, one of the, maybe one of the better kids, better players in the state. He had like 340 yards rushing by himself week one. Um, getting some, I think, he, I think he's getting some Big Ten looks as maybe like a preferred walk-on. Has a UNI offer out there as a you know running back linebacker, um, and so they're I think they're uh, maybe um, better than than people thought. Um, uh, Muscatine is at Iowa City West. That's a, a tough matchup for them. Um, Iowa City West is always pretty tough. Muscatine lost to to Lindmar forty one nothing, and so they just have. Again, they're they're playing a lot of inexperienced kids at Muscatine, and um, have some bright spots. Ty Kozad, really good running back, linebacker, but it's uh, it's super tough to be playing um, both ways in five A, which they a lot of their starters are. So um, that's kind of that's a, a hill to climb for them. Um, otherwise, we have West Liberty. They have uh, Regina this week. Um, again, Regina's kind of always, you can always kind of, kind of count on Regina being pretty tough, even though I believe they lost week one. Um, so that, that, that should be a, a really good game. Um, West Liberty has, again, they're replacing a quarterback. Um, so they have Drake Collins there now. They kind of split time last year, but Drake Collins has taken over a quarterback. And, uh, and he's kind of a dual threat guy. Uh, Joshua Zeman on the outside is the returning all district receiver. Um, so, so that should, should be a competitive game there. West Liberty Regina. Um, and then we have, uh, Wilton who, um, uh, beat Tipton week one, 1812. They're taking on Northeast. Uh, and I guess that's going to kind of come down to how Wilton's defense plays this Northeast has, uh, Gavin Kramer, who's who's pretty unbelievable. So, um, it, it, but Wilton is kind of a, a smash mouth, grinded out team. So that'll be kind of a, a contrast of styles um, in that one. Well, we're talking to Ryan uh, Timmerman of the 
Muscatine Journal, giving us uh, some looks at uh, some of the teams uh, that he covers. Uh, let me go back to Durant a minute. Uh, we talked to, to Coach Jensen, uh, and uh, last year's opening game, uh, uh, they were able to kick a field goal, and uh, that seemed to be the uh, a three point led them to a three point win opening season, and they uh, had a, a match in the uh, playoffs, which went Sydney's way also. But uh, he told me about this running back that you have, and he said he was one of the best, and he was going to give them a, 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 a big challenge, and that uh, whether they were going to win the win or lose that game depended on how uh, how they could con- con- uh, contain him, which it doesn't mm-hmm. look like they did. Uh, how special is this running back? Um, yeah, so he's, he's a senior, um, multi-sport kid, plays sports year-round, but football is kind of his, his calling card. Um, so he's, he's coming up on, I'm not sure where the, where his total stands, but he's coming up on 5,000 yards rushing for his career. He's had over a thousand yards, um, previous three years. And then had this huge, um, week one, he had 22 carries, 345 yards rushing, four touchdowns. Uh, also had nine tackles on defense, fumble recovery, and uh, a big, uh, big uh, punt return or something. Um, big special teams play too. So um, just kind of um, just all over the field, kind of a, a sideline to sideline kid that that uh, can do score from anywhere with the ball and, and do anything defensively, sideline to sideline. Well, Sigourney's in the boat with a lot of teams, replacing a lot of players, but he did that against a team that knows how to do defense. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. no, no, uh, there isn't anyone in the state of Iowa that doesn't respect Coach Jensen and his ability to put a good defense on the field. So, I think mm-hmm. that that was a that was a, a bodes well for his season. Uh, well, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, each team and uh, uh, their schedule. Uh, you know, who has the, the tough schedule? Where, where do you where do you see some? Which one of these teams do you think are going to be pushing for a playoff spot? Uh, well, I think Durant is well on their way after this week one um, win that we just talked about. Uh, I think uh, I think Wapolo, um, they made the playoffs last year, took second in in their district. Um, so I think I think they have enough pieces to to kind of um, capitalize on, on some games, and I think they'll make a run at the playoffs. Wilton. Wilton went five and three last year, but some things didn't break their way. So there, I don't think there was a ton of five and three teams that missed the playoffs, but they did. Um, and so uh, I, th- I think they're kind of on their way up. And in West Liberty, um, I just kind of always give them the benefit of the doubt. They always seem to peak at the end of the season, and they they always kind of punch up during their non-district schedule. Um, you know, Solon this week, class above them. They, they do a lot of that, and so they, they really test their kids early on. Doesn't always um, doesn't always produce early season wins, but it, it really gets them ready for, for the offseason. ton of respect for uh, head coach Jason Iski there and, and his staff. Um, they just – they always seem prepared for uh, – to make a playoff run. And so I think – I think for this year, those – in Columbus we talked about, I, I think they could very easily – um, make a, a playoff run for, if not, if not that fourth spot in, in their district, but even even second or third in their district. So, so I think there's a chance for for maybe at least four, three or four teams out of the the seven teams that I cover. I would not be surprised if, if four of them made made playoffs. 
Well, it sounds like an exciting uh, uh, time for your readers mm-hmm. uh, to yeah. have that many good teams. Um, let me ask you a little bit about Muscatine. Uh, you said they're up in 5A now? Yep. Yeah. Well, that is, you know, there's a, uh, you know, with you, you push Fort Madison and Mount Pleasant uh, into 4A and you push Ottumwa and Muscatine up into 5A, it, it just... It doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't seem, uh, you know, I mean, uh, it just doesn't, it seems like that, that's too big of a leap. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, well, uh, I mean, Muscatine is one of the, one of the bigger schools in the state for enrollment. They're usually, they're usually around 25, around that top 25 area as far as total enrollment. So it's it is kind of hard to justify maybe moving them down, but but yeah, it is it's a it's a mountain to climb for them when um, you know they they geographically they kind of almost get put on a little bit of an island there where it's the the Mac conference is all the the Davenport's you know Bettendorf PV all of that and then and then they go into postseason play and it's them against Cedar Rapids teams or Iowa City teams. And those, you know, there's tons of challenges within that. So um, they're kind of in a tough spot with that. And, but, um, but you know, they give it a go. They got a ton of bright spots. They're, they're not going to have their starting quarterback this week, which is, um, which is kind of a bummer. Um, and, but uh, this, they have uh, Ty Kozad, who had over 100 yards um, in week one. Like I said, he, he's coming back. He had like around 600 yards last year, I think, um, getting some college looks, had a really productive, um, like summer, summer camp circuit, um, where he kind of put himself on the map and they, they did, um, some preseason training camp stuff. And he ran, he ran a, a hand timed 40 time of like four, three, just flying, um, 40 time. So a lot of good stuff going on there and just another multi-sport kid play soccer, track and field, baseball. Um, so that, that's a kid that is on the way up, uh, still just a junior. Um, otherwise they, they have some, they have some playmakers there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that five, eight schedule is just it's uh, brutal. It's a challenge for a lot of, teams. you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, it, it, and even, you know, even for Mount Pleasant, look at their schedule, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they 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 are kind of a rebounding team, a rebuilding team, and uh, you know it's they're having a tough enough times with the Burlingtons or the Fort Madisons and the you know Fairfields, much less mm-hmm. playing Des Moines schools, and Cedar Rapids schools, or you know with huge enrollments and and traditions that uh, just makes it for a tough season. But yep. well, yep. Uh, how can our listeners follow sports through uh, through the uh, Muscatine Journal? Uh, well, I am on Twitter. My, uh, my Twitter handle is Ryan Timmerman three. So that's my, my name plus the number three. Um, and then just, uh, muscatinejournal.com, um, sports section, um, journal, there's Twitter stuff for that too. Journal sports, um, muscatine journal online. Um, uh, otherwise that's, uh, I don't know. You can, you can find me just, uh, you know, Google it or look me up on Twitter. Um, I think, I think I will be at this, uh, um, I'm going to be at this, uh, Wapalo, uh, Loise Muscatine game tonight for, for coverage. 
um, and uh, yeah, get, cover Muscatine football a lot in these area teams. So um, yeah, if you give me a follow, if uh, you're interested in this area, and um, you know, I'll do the best I can to keep you updated. Well, you may have a number three behind your name at Twitter, but you're number one in my heart today because <laughs> uh, you know uh, we work hard to cover to cover uh, the area that you're in and. Uh, having someone with your knowledge and access to the teams and the coaches and the information come out is going to be uh, quite helpful and a big plus for our listeners. Uh, uh, I hope we can get you back uh, uh, again uh, if you're uh, willing to come back. Yep, yep, anytime. All right, well, uh, every week I have a, uh, a show called Beat the Round Guy and we t- pick 14, 15-ish games in uh, Vol Southeast Iowa teams. Uh We'd like to have you as a guest next week for that. Would that be possible? Uh, yeah, we can. We can see. Uh, we can definitely try to make it work. Okay. Well, Ryan Timmerman, uh, Muscatine Ju- Journal, uh, the the man uh, that had the had shine the light on a a, a a little bit of a darker spot that we had in our coverage. Thank you so much for being with us. Is there anything you wanted to say that you didn't get to say? Oh uh, no, I I'm I'm good. Well, thanks for, being, thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us. Listen, if you're listening to Round Guy Radio because you like uh, high school sports, we're doing everything we can to keep you up and get you the most current and the, the most qualified quality information that we can. And uh, Ryan helped us do that today. Thanks for being with us. Yep, anytime. No problem. Thanks.